0: Welcome to Peace of Authenticity for the Remnant. We are so excited that you chose to spend your time with us today.
1: A remnant is a piece that remains. This is a podcast for the remnant rising in this hour. The remnant is a group of people who seek Jesus like it's their last hope because he is.
0: In this podcast, we encourage, equip, and champion you to rise up and take a stand for Christ in the world that we live in. Something that is a passion of ours is truly reading the Word of God in the proper context so that you get everything out of it that is intended.
1: We are in a six-part series that will equip you to read the Bible in the way that it was intended to be read. And we're teaching these lenses and truths from Brad Gray's e-book, which is called The Number One Mistake Most Everyone Makes Reading the Bible.
0: So as we always say, don't be afraid to join in on the conversation. Hey, guys. What is up? We're so glad that you're here again for another week of the lenses.
1: Of the lenses. The biblical lenses. The biblical
0: lenses. I hope that you guys enjoyed last week. First of all, just to do some regular house cleaning items in case this is your first time joining us. Yes. Mm -hmm. There are, what, four other?
1: Yes. Four other biblical lenses
0: podcast before this one. We're glad that you're here on this one, and if you want to hang out, let's go. <laughs> but um, also, there are other ones and th- that we've already done in the past, so go back and check them out. Last week, we actually talked about the visual lens, mm-hmm. about um, when you're reading scripture, helping read it in context. The visual lens helps out with that so much, so go back and check that out. This week, we are talking about the linguistic lens. It's gonna be awesome. Say that
1: five times fast.
0: Yeah. I don't want to because it'll be embarrassing. (laughs)
1: Linguistic, linguistic, (laughs)
0: linguistic. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly what I didn't want to do. Well but good job. Jordan is the champion. Thank you. Um okay so we've we've covered it along this journey, right? This whole Mm -hmm. podcast is based around Brad Gray's book, The Number One Mistake Most Everybody Makes in Reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, this series. Yeah. And so this whole series is we're trying to grasp what it really means to read the Bible in its original context mm-hmm. and not uh, Americanize it. Um, because we've talked about this prior in, in the other, other podcast, yeah. but yeah. We, the Bible was not r- meant to be read through an American lens. Right, If you're mm-hmm. reading the Old Testament, the Old Testament is Hebrew, <laughs> yeah. right? And, and even in the book of Daniel, there's some Aramaic sprinkled in there. Mm-hmm. And so that was the lens that it was meant to be read in, not the American lens, the Hebrew lens. And so then you move into the New Testament, which was originally written in Greek. And um, I also want to say on the onset of the linguistic lens that there are only 8,000 I believe uh-huh, words yes. in the Hebrew vocabulary, 8,000. Compared to? Uh, compared to the American or English. English. English vocabulary that has four hundred thousand words so, in it. So
1: eight thousand compared to four hundred thousand. Right.
0: So that's why if if you've if you've studied in the strong's concordance or you know you've done any type of Bible study before, mm-hmm. you'll always notice that for one Hebrew word, there's like 17 <gasps> different ways you can say it in English. And so that that's why we have so many Bible interpretations. That's why there's an ESV New King James, you know, King James version, New New American Standard. We have all these different interpretations of the same thing because um, the Hebrew language is is very word poor as brad says i think yeah i
1: love uh, i love how he explains it though like it's packed with all these how did he remember he said it's like a little suitcase yeah so
0: so he says um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, right here that um paradoxically the richness of hebrew comes from its poverty because the ancient language has so few Mm -hmm. words each one of them is like an overstuffed suitcase Bulging with extra meanings that it must carry in order for the language to fully describe reality.
1: I love that. Like that's such a beautiful picture. Why? Right. You know. Yeah. Except,
0: yeah. I'm thinking like overstuffed luggage. You have to pay extra at the airport. Yeah, when you to fly. get it
1: on the plane. That's yeah. true. But you did just finish flying, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You're gonna
0: about. you're gonna be penalized. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're we're talking about we're talking about this this linguistic lens today mm-hmm. and and Jordan has an incredible example that we're gonna to get to in, in just a minute. But you know, Brad says in the book that he has seven different English translations that he studies oh, from. Yeah. So this so, will be really helpful. Yeah. So this will be really helpful. Um and and you know, because of the Bible app and different technologies like that, we have yeah. all these different versions of the Bible just one click away. And so you know he says that you need to study when you're studying scripture you need to be studying from at least three different interpretations mm-hmm. of scripture and so you know in the in this the book that's in the show notes or whatever it's an ebook mm-hmm. he talks about he studies from the new american standard the english standard version the n i v the n r s v the n e t and uh, the Jewish translation, mm-hmm. and also one that I've never heard of, huh. it was Tree of Life version, which is a, a messianic Jewish translation of the entire Bible. I oh. will probably be purchasing that, yeah. just because um, I, I want to study it. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, so the the aspect of the linguistic uh, lens is studying the actual Hebrew and Greek words used in a passage understanding what they mean and how and where they are used elsewhere Mm -hmm. in the bible okay so here are the key questions to ask as we've done the whole time Um, the first one is what words appear to be significant okay so when you're reading a passage of scripture right there's always words that stick out to you and they and they carry significance and you can look them up i mean Thank the Lord for the people that went and did all the work for us so that nowadays we can just go, oh, for I'm going to go to the Strong's Concordance. <laughs> yeah, and, thank and you, check Strong's. This it's the same. Yeah. Strong's. Yeah. And so, okay, so what words appear to be significant? And and also we have to pay attention if key words are repeated mm-hmm. as well. Um, how do other translations translate that? Okay. So um, this is why it's important to have at least three Mm -hmm. different translations of scripture because like we said, Hebrew most times is a word poor language. So in English, there are different translations that translate things different ways. And so it helps for us to have that different scope there to have those different languages. Mm -hmm. Okay, the third one is, what does the word mean in its original language? Okay, as we said before, the Bible wasn't written in English. It was written in Hebrew and Greek. And so there's always, you heard the phrase lost in translation. There's always some things that can get lost mm-hmm. in translation. So it's important for us to understand what the original word was and then where it comes into English. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then the next one is, is the word communicating anything visual Hebrew and Greek often have word pictures associated with keywords or they have cultural value. Mm. So is the word communicating anything visual? All right. And so the next one is, where else is it used in this particular book of the Bible? And then the last one is, where else is it used in the Bible, period? So many online resources, including Bible Hub, um, Blue Letter What's it called blueletter.org Blue letter. or something like that it's yeah. it's a it basically you can yeah, I don't know that contrast one, yeah. all these different things i use biblehub.com mm-hmm. if you don't it's an app and it's also just online you don't have to download the app if you don't want to but basically you can go and you can click on one of those words in the strongs concordance and it will literally show you everywhere in scripture where that same word is used and you know repeated or whatever mm-hmm. and so it's it's often cool to to see that, so, um, we have the linguistic lens today. Jordan has an example or two that she's going to talk about, and why understanding the origins of those words why matter. It be meaningful because yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that God does anything on accident. Mm-hmm. And and one one thing that we're going to highlight today is is names. Okay, so God doesn't do anything on accident. I I refuse to believe that anything's coincidence. And he puts a lot of emphasis on names, which is why in the Old Testament you have Abram changing to Abraham. And you also have Jacob who had the name, you know, which basically means deceiver Mm -hmm. and he changed his name to Israel, Israel. you know? And so then you fast forward into the New Testament and you have Peter change or you have Simon who's called Peter, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus changes his name And then you have uh, Saul to Paul.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And actually, going back to a kind of cultural lens that we've done before for the Jews, Mm -hmm. like you name, you're you're naming your children extremely strategically. You know, there's a reason why. And so if you go through and you study that, there's so much significance to names, like Aubrey was saying. And, of course, I thought about in Romeo and Juliet. What was that quote I read to you a second ago? I just want to read it because it, like, crossed my mind. Oh, yeah. I don't know.
0: Jordan reads this quote, and I was like, what is that, Robert Frost?
1: And I was like, wow. Wow, Aubrey. Seriously? Not even Shakespeare?
0: Is that from the DiCaprio movie?
1: It is from Romeo and Juliet. Okay.
0: Yeah. Leonardo was in that movie, remember? That
1: was so dumb, that movie. I'm sorry. If anybody likes the movie, I'm so sorry, but there were guns like that (laughs) stuff. Okay, here's the quote. What's in a name at which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet? I don't know. I just thought about it when I was sitting down with the Lord this morning, so I want to read it to you guys. Um, Names are important, okay, Mm -hmm. especially biblically. So I want to take you guys to Isaiah. And um, actually growing up reading the word Isaiah confused me. Hardcore. So I really didn't dive into Isaiah very much. <laughs> but recently, like there's been such a call to go through Isaiah and um I've just been, you know, using these lenses and going through and finding this the deep um richness that is, you know, Isaiah and his um prophetic words that he spoke. Well thank you. Yes. Please if there's any hairs on me, take them off. Yeah, no, that um, was
0: Lint. And not like the Catholic kind either, just regular Lint.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> anyways so okay so what i'm going to talk about is i'm going to talk about isaiah 9 chapter 9 and chapter 10. i'm not going to read them all through but i'm just going to tell you a bit of what's going on okay so what's going on is isaiah is um he's around in the time of the kings and this is whenever the kingdoms were split into two so you got the kingdom of israel up in the north and you got the kingdom of judah in the south And they didn't really like each other all that much. You know, once you do a split, have y'all ever dealt with any kind of split? Usually they don't like each other after that happens. So this is what's going down. So Isaiah is actually um, a prophet in the kingdom of Judah. Okay, so right now the king of Judah is a king Ahaz. Don't get it confused with king Ahab. Ahab. Okay, this is Ahaz, like Ahaz a thing. He
0: has all the
1: power, or a haws I don't know. Aha! Like it makes me think I have an idea, but it's <laughs> just a hawz. that's
0: how it's pronounced.
1: A maybe. Aha. Okay. Maybe so... he was just
0: really buff. They're like, he's a hoss.
1: A hoss. right here. See, I am. Uh huh. Don't pay attention to you you actually are a house. Anyways, um so what's happening is this king, he's not really a faithful king. I mean, he's not really leaning on the Lord. He allows like he even worships other idols, you know. He he's very um he'll go to another land to talk to another king and he'll see like an idol. He's like, "Oh, that's legit. Let's make one of those." Like he's that kind of guy. Like he don't have a relationship with the Lord, right? But the Lord, he is faithful, right? He is faithful to Judah in the line of King David. So this king comes from the line of King David. Okay, so you need to know that. And so what's happening right now is that Syria and the kingdom of Israel, which is that northern kingdom, have gotten together and decided, like, you know what, we're going to attack the kingdom of Judah, and we're going to take it over and all this stuff. So word has gotten to King Ahaz. Okay, and so he's talking to Isaiah, pretty much saying, like, what the heck is going on? Like, what do I need to do? And, and Isaiah says, look to the Lord. The Lord will take care of you. Okay. And so, of course, there's more words that Isaiah says, but that's the gist of it. He's like, lean on the Lord. So what ends up happening is King Ahaz does not. He actually goes to the king of Assyria and seeks help from him. So he's he's focusing and seeking help from um, an outside source than God. How many times do we do that, right? Yeah. Um, so that's what's going on right now. Okay, so Syria and the kingdom of Israel were attempting to just take over Ahaz in his kingdom, okay. So he was in uh, King Ahaz was encountered by Isaiah and exhorted to rest himself upon God and God would help him instead of leaning on God. Here we go. You know, he leans on the king of Assyria. So three signs are given to the prophet that the Lord gave him, okay, which were a guide to him. So the prophet is Isaiah, they were a guide to him during the times of the Assyrian peril. So what ended up happening? Ahaz leans on the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria takes that and runs with it and ends up taking over the kingdom of Judah. So that turned on him a little bit, okay? And so um, the Assyrians came in, took over the kingdom, took a lot of the people out, you know, took over Judah. It looks horrible. The Israelites are like, what's going on? All that stuff, okay? And so the Lord brings the signs for the this kingdom of judah through isaiah and his two sons so this is where the significance of the language comes in and the names all right so um in isaiah he is to keep these truths that the lord tells him to seek and understand them for they are the truth that we will um that the lord is is, his hand is on this right like even though king ahaz did not honor god did not lean on god the lord is still faithful right Uh, amen for that so his first son his name is listen to this people Meher hair has did i do it good
0: i guess <laughs>
1: you're like it sounds horrible <laughs> this bless his heart but he was a sign from the lord you yeah, want to know what his I'm, name I'm, means?
0: Not, I'm not an expert so don't ask me <laughs>
1: so isaiah's son i won't say it again but it was what i said earlier it means speed to the spoil and hurry to the plunder. So what this means is, okay, it was designed to tell Isaiah that there was gonna be a time of desolation. That's whenever the Assyrians were gonna come in and take over, right? It was gonna be desolate, it was gonna be horrible, really. That was the first sign. This is what's gonna happen, the Lord says. Okay, and then his second son is born, Shear yes, Yashab.
0: that was actually nice.
1: Thank you, thank Good you very job. much. Okay, and, and his right. name, his name means a remnant shall return. Okay. So this exactly. So this was to give Isaiah hope and to remind him that through the fortunes of Judah and that Israel should reach the place where it seemed that everything was gone. Right. Okay. But still a remnant would return. And through that remnant, God would bring blessing to the nation, Israel and through Israel to the world. So there is the hope, right? The remnant will return. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then the third sign is actually Isaiah and his name. And Isaiah's name means the salvation of God. And all these are rooted in Hebrew. Okay, Um, and Isaiah, praise God, we can we can we can pronounce that pretty well without sounding dumb. (laughs) Okay, he had an easy name. Yeah, and so this is where you go further into Isaiah eleven and twelve, where it talks about Jesus and the salvation that God has planned for Israel. Praise God and the whole world, right? So Mm -hmm. Isaiah means the salvation of God. So not only is there going to be a desolation time right, where there's going to be suffering, but a remnant will return and even more so the Messiah is coming and he will make a way where there seems to be no way. Okay. So judgment's coming, but a remnant shall return and then the salvation will come. And so um, through that, Isaiah And the people that he told right because he was a spokesperson for the Israelites that's what prophets were back then because the Lord didn't speak to every single person right he mostly spoke through the prophets and the prophets would explain right or they would actually write it transcribe it what Mm -hmm. what the Lord was saying so Isaiah would say that to the people like hey I know this looks scary I know this looks bad but this is coming right so the Assyrians are gonna take over but then There will be a remnant that will return and then the Messiah is coming. Isaiah is actually the book that actually has the um, prophecies of Jesus the, the most. Of course, you hear like, um, David and Moses, you know, they talk about the coming Messiah, but like Isaiah, it's like all throughout. It's it's so, so amazing. And so that's, that's the importance of these names, right? It's not just like, well, that guy has a super weird, long name. Like, no, <laughs> the Lord is speaking yeah. through the names of people, right? <laughs> so yeah, I, just I, I don't that think that, that awesome. it's
0: ever an accident, right? That like in, in the Hebrew culture, they were very, they were very intentional about the names uh, you know, of sons, especially. Yeah. And I'm sitting there imagining being in the village and, and being named that first boy, uh, Mahir Shalal Hashbaz, or whatever his name is. And, like, every time people say his name, they're like, dang, a time of desolation's coming? Like,
1: <laughs> Hey, come here, desolation. <laughs> yeah.
0: I- imagine being that kid that's like, uh, but, you know, Isaiah was literally naming his sons after prophetic words that the lord had given him that's like okay well the lord said that this is going to happen so i'm going to name my two sons boom and boom but like i'm literally sitting here going you know how bad it would suck it would be like if it would be like if noah named one of his sons a flood's coming (laughs) Everyone You're like
1: make a boat, or you yeah, gonna die.
0: Noah and and Noah named his second born son. Everybody gonna die, and then it's like, <laughs> come here, everybody gonna die. You're in trouble. Come here. I mean, you know, but <laughs> yeah. but see, it, it's it's important though when we're talking about the linguistic lens, right? Like that whole thing that Jordan was sharing about the names of his sons was. It, I mean, if you don't go back and study. The Hebrew, you don't know the significance. Yeah, that would have made no sense because it
1: doesn't say that in Isaiah. It doesn't say, "In his name means this." Yeah, it doesn't say that. You have to do. You just your have to work. say,
0: "Aliyah Logbod." I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't. Either. I heard that one. What time. if you
1: said a bad word and? Then
0: <laughs> well, then the Lord knows my heart. He knows it's you didn't about, mean it. Yeah, it's not about what I did. But so anyway, you're sitting here and. And Isaiah even, I just love the fact that he just went a step further. Like he trusted in his ability to be a prophet of the Lord so much that he named his two sons after what God told him was going to happen. And, you know, it's just cool to me because then you break it down into what it is that we're talking about today. And then you're able to understand, okay, why why did Isaiah name his sons that? Now we know. Because mm-hmm. it's it's based on literally what the Lord spoke to him personally, and and he took it to that next step, and so that's that's kind of where we we take that lens, and we're like, man, that's so important because if you didn't know that, if you didn't if you didn't have Jordan sharing that knowledge of, of the research that she did, you would never know. You're just like, man, some of these Bible names are weird.
1: Anyways, moving on. Anyway, that happens yeah. so many times.
0: Anyway, though. Isaiah and his two sons, I don't care to know their <laughs> names, because, but th- their names <laughs> have significance. Yeah, And um, it's kind of like, uh, we, we were also talking about in preparing for this podcast, uh, Manasseh and Ephraim,
1: mm-hmm. right? The
0: two sons of, of uh, Joseph, and about how the Bible tells us, the Bible does all the hard work for you on that one. It's in Genesis forty-one verse fifty-one, I think, or is there or are those numbers switched? I think it's no, 41. no. I think 51. it was four. Yeah, yeah. And so Joseph, like the Bible, basically goes and tells you why. But even even their names carried significance because it was all about what God did in Joseph's life as well. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah does the same thing right here. But if you don't understand Hebrew and you don't take the time to research it for yourself you never catch the significance and one thing that i love about what jesus does in scripture and paul and like all these all these other writers that we mm-hmm. get to hear from is i think there's like a real subtle way of of their writing to where it's just like aha you know revelations come mm-hmm. out of nowhere and they they were all you know obviously holy spirit led first of all but then you know you you think about it the genius of how they would subtly say things like the way Jesus spoke in parables and you know the parables only make sense if you understand the hebrew culture yeah the these names of isaiah's sons only make sense if you understand mm-hmm. the hebrew culture
1: oh yeah and even the faithfulness of god to um, have these signs for people mm-hmm. to where they're not blindsided yeah right like the Lord knew like this is what's going to happen and it's going to have to happen but I'll let you know so you're prepared and also there's a hope
0: yeah. and,
1: and I think that's something that's always so important is to have the hope of who Jesus is the hope of who mm. the Father is right in everyday life no, like no matter what it looks like no matter the Bazas that are in the world <laughs> Yeah, there's always going to be a Isaiah, okay? Yeah. <laughs> there's always going to be a Shier Yeshub. Okay, I'm going to stop now. But you know what I mean. You get the gist, like, <laughs> there, there's always, the Lord's always faithful to let mm-hmm. us know there's always hope in every single situation, no matter what. So if you're not feeling hope, then you need to look at the right place. Yeah. Because yeah, maybe yeah. you're just looking at the, oh my gosh, this is desolation. Mm. But are you looking at the hope?
0: Yeah. And I just think, I think it's so savage too. I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. The way the dude literally named his sons after what God was speaking to him. It's just like, it's so funny because it's like not, people oftentimes we, you can go read the Old Testament anywhere. Just start anywhere you want to in the prophets and most of the time, they were being ignored by by the people, and then it never failed that God always did what He was telling the prophets that He was going to do. Yes, like and then I all the and people God, I'm like, not oh, We should have listened to him. Well, Isaiah took one step further. It's like, dude, anytime you see my kids, it's going to remind you.
1: You're like, of the there's that
0: Daniel, <laughs> desolation over there, old. Dang old. <laughs> Yeah, anyway.
1: I bet he got bullied, yeah. poor kid. He
0: probably did. Like they were probably like, Oh crap, here comes here comes old desolation. Say it. Say his name. No, I'm not gonna say
1: joking. it out yeah. loud.
0: As <laughs> is like my Mahir Shalal Hajbaz.
1: There you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. But so anyway, this week we you know, this is not gonna be as long. We hope that you guys had fun hanging out with us this week. Um, it's we only have one more. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The literary. We got one more lens that we're going to talk about. And Brad, the guy that wrote this book, is going to be on the podcast. (sighs) We're so excited. Brad's an incredible teacher. And I just think that, you know, the whole time he's on there, we're probably going to be on the screen, but not saying a word. Don't just, expect a word from us. Yeah. We'll just ask questions. Yeah. We, <laughs> my, my, I might ask questions or I might just be like, hey, we just Brad, want to learn. Just, just go ahead. Just teach whatever <laughs> the Lord leads you to teach. Um, oh my you know, gosh. I, I'll pray he's Holy Spirit led and just wrecks everybody. Um, but it's it's good stuff. So now we've been through all these lenses. Go back. If you haven't watched the other videos, go back and check it out. And next week we'll be back with the final lens the literary lens yes. and uh and we'll be finishing this thing up and oh my gosh so it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome.
1: excited it's just, well this has been such a rich study because you yeah. realize how rich and how deep the word of god is you know i say it every week but honestly every lens it just takes you deeper and you're like
0: yeah.
1: wow lord like you're so faithful you know and it's just something that every christian needs to have their eyes open to the True. richness of god's word yeah you know
0: it's true. It's true. It's it's so good. I can't wait. I mean, we I we go through every chapter several times before we record anything and stuff, and it, it's just been so eye opening mm-hmm. the whole time. Just the significance and and the what you can uncover by reading the scriptures. Yeah. And so we hope yeah. that you've enjoyed the journey with us. Send us a, a message. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. our yeah. Facebook page, Instagram, Leave YouTube. A Um, click the little notifications button so that you can see anytime something goes live, it goes live every Monday morning. So, um, we love you guys and, uh, join in on the conversation, but we'll see you next week right here. Same time, same place. Yes. Okay. I love you guys. See ya. Bye.